Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. I am very pleased that this country is acting as host for the final phases of the World Cup. 70 odd years of total unwavering commitment to her country. And that is why we're seeing such an outpouring. She's given our country remarkable stability for the length of her reign, representing us and done it in an incredible fashion. Horses became her life and, uh, in many ways, at times, her happy place. The Royal win is the Gold Cup. Estimate has done it. Estimate and Ryan Moore has won for Her Majesty the Queen. As the horse goes over the line, her face lights up with the biggest smile that you've ever seen. What do I get? Well, <laughs> you get 16 pounds. 16 pounds. That love of sport is ingrained in to the royal family and she's at the heart of it. Bobby Moore led England up to the royal box to receive the jewellery makeup and the winner's medals. When I just approached the top of the stairs and come around the corner for the first time, all I could visualise was the Queen in shining white gloves. And all I could think of is dirty, wet, muddy hands. I can't possibly shake hands with her like this. The highlight of the soccer year, the FA Cup final, 100,000 have come to watch, including Her Majesty the Queen. I welcome all our visitors and feel sure that we shall be seeing some fine football. Singing the national anthem with 100,000 patriots singing alongside you at Wembley. It makes the hairs on the back of your neck stand up even now. Nothing comes close. The promise she gave of lifelong service to the nation, a promise that was totally fulfilled through to the end as well. The Queen, an inspirational lady, she set a standard that others must follow. Hello and welcome to the TalkSport Daily Podcast with me, your host, Adrian Durham, less than 24 hours after King Charles III has formally been proclaimed as monarch. The country's still in mourning, and Saturday was a historic accession ceremony at St James's Palace in London, but here on TalkSport we continue to pay tribute to Her Majesty the Queen. To my darling Mama, as you begin your last great journey to join my dear late Papa, I want simply to say this, thank you. Thank you for your love and devotion to our family and to the family of nations you have served so diligently all these years. May flights of angels sing thee to thy rest. I'm filling up because I I, I love the royal family. I think they're great. And it's like when you're seeing the king get out of the car and greet people that were there to mourn the passing of of the queen it it's like this is a human family this is a this is a guy who's lost his mum 
That wasn't the king speaking, that was a guy who lost his mum. The quoting of Shakespeare at the end, I must admit, I was, in a previous life, I was a news reporter and I worked on the, um, and commentated on the funeral uh, procession of Diana up mm. to uh, Northamptonshire from London. And it's how I ended my piece as the car went by onto the M1. I ended my piece using that exact quote as well so it's that hit me right at the end there when he said that but it's such a it's a beautiful line that's the leader of our country he is the king and i've just listened to a man talk about his mum for 10 minutes and i thought that was brilliant Charles III has been officially proclaimed king by the Accession Council at St James's Palace in London. Charles III, by the grace of God of the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland, and of his other realms and territories, king, head of the Commonwealth, defender of the faith, to whom we do acknowledge all faith and obedience with humble affection, beseeching God by whom kings and queens do reign, to bless his majesty with long and happy years to reign over us. God save the king! God save the king! My mother gave an example of lifelong love and of selfless service. My mother's reign was unequalled in its duration, its dedication and its devotion. Even as we grieve, we give thanks for this most faithful life. I, Charles III, do faithfully promise and swear that I shall inviolably maintain and preserve the settlement of the true Protestant religion and in carrying out the heavy task that has been laid upon me and to which I now dedicate what remains to me of my life. I pray for the guidance and help of Almighty God. Now, the national anthem was sung for the first time since the passing of the Queen on Thursday, with a rendition of God Save the King moments before the resumption of the third and final test between England and South Africa at the Oval. Here's reaction from the England test captain Ben Stokes, TalkSport's cricket editor John Norman, and esteemed cricket writer and broadcaster Neil Manthorpe. first sporting rendition of God Save the King and you sang it. What is your emotions like having been the person in that role and what was the experience like for you at the Oval today? Honestly, I could feel my heart beating. It felt like outside of my chest. I think in that moment, I just could feel the gravitas of the occasion. Wow. I mean, 
you know, she had she had one go at that and she absolutely nailed it. It was uh, an incredible moment. Someone who dedicated their life to the to the nation is something that we take incredible inspiration from. Um, and we are honoured to be able to, to walk out on the field in memory um, of the Queen. It was kind of like England's Mandela moment uh, in South African sport. Um, 1995 Rugby World Cup final when Mandela went onto the field at Ellis Park. Um, I haven't experienced the same kind of electricity at a sporting venue since then. Between that moment and this, those are the two which made the hair stand up all over my body. <laughs> um, you know, literally, it was, it was breathtaking, extraordinary. I don't know whether it was a four-minute silence. It felt like 24. Um, and, and the national anthem was, yeah, just a moment that I'll remember for the rest of my life. You know, the cricket did it so perfectly to be able to walk out there in an environment that felt right for that sense of occasion. It was somber, you know, it was respectful, and, and everyone around me just had tears in their eyes. And I so I think there was a sense of relief that I'd sort of done, done that. I've never, ever been in any arena, any theatre, uh, where anything has reached uh, the emotion, uh, the profound sadness and the profound moment of history that we all find ourselves in. And as I say, to, uh, to get through that, to sing it word perfect, pitch perfect, to be perfect, credit to Laura, she was absolutely phenomenal. Elsewhere, both Rugby Union and Rugby League resumed on Saturday with the Gallagher Premiership and the Super League Eliminator taking place. Shortly, we'll get the take of TalkSport's Rugby Union commentator Andrew McKenna reflecting on the day's action. But here's 2003 World Cup winner Ben Kay discussing his memories of meeting the Queen after lifting the Webb Ellis Cup. The thing that really sticks out for me is when those double doors opened and the first thing we saw was a couple of corgis run in. Uh, so there was a bit, a bit of giggling um, when we weren't expecting to see that. And then, and then the Queen arrived and... and to see 31 uh, massive uh, rugby players, you know, some of which are six foot nine and uh, however many stone, this tiny uh, lady walk in, but these huge hulks of men being reduced to yes. uh, you know, sharp intakes of breath <laughs> emanated something. She had a, an aura about her. But having said that, you know, when when any of us met her, uh, I think the thing that stood out for me was was. She must meet, have met you know, millions of people over the years, but but hundreds and thousands a year, and how engaging she was with every single one of us, and and really interested, mm. made you feel like she was interested in what you were saying, at least, even if she wasn't. And Andrew, very quickly, just where you are today, I, I asked the others about the mood at Wentworth and at the Oval as well. How did things go where you were in terms of the rugby community? Um, it was, it's an interesting one. It was very quiet during the, the pre-match, as you would imagine, and, and also for the minute silence, obviously. But as the tries continued and got more and more, it feels like the, the volume has just been turned up a little bit in terms of the crowd. In terms of the PA, like everywhere else, they, they've done it really low-key today, very little in terms of pre-match and whatever. The PA announcements have been very perfunctory read the teams, announce the substitutes and, and name the scorers. But it did feel from the, as, as the game went on and there was more and more points being scored, it did feel that there was an element of fun creeping back into the afternoon. And here's former Paralympian Baroness Tanigre Thompson, who paid her own tribute to the Queen with Natalie Sawyer and Tony Cascarino on Talk Sport. Lucky enough, I competed at the three Commonwealth Games and, you know, she'd be opening ceremonies, closing ceremonies, would come to events. And it's a really tough thing to meet lots of people. And, and when you talk about it, it sounds like it's really easy. But um, to be engaged and to meet people and to remember who they are in a room full of 400 people where you can go up to someone 
and you you ask them about what they do it's she, she made everyone feel treasured actually mm. you know and that's and I, I think you know many people at the moment feeling like you know you've lost a sort of a, a, a kind of a, a, a grandmother it's hard you know the number of people who really knew her was, mm. was quite small I think because that's part of being the queen you know she wasn't an open book but she made mm. people feel important and um mm. I have to say I, I did have one experience where my mum went ballistic with me um I'd, I'd gone to um a reception after Sydney and the picture was published in the next day in the national newspaper front page of me and, and the queen and my mum was so happy oh. and then, um I was wearing a pair of Doc Martin boots purple Doc Martin boots she went wild oh my god and my dad was there trying to kind of like calm my mum down and then my mum said to me what is the queen gonna think of me and and I was feeling that bit you know when you disappoint your mum and it's a bit like disappointing your gran and I was trying to get out of it and I just said um but my actually I, I I don't think the queen's thinking of you and my dad looked at me this sort of huge air of disappointment and she went you're on your own time um but so she showed everyone, but she covered up the um, the boots. So oh, she did put, she? Like, yeah. So that yeah, she was she was fuming with but me. Did you say they were purple? Purple DMB. Yeah, that's, purple. Yeah, that's the colour of the of the queen. That would have worked. Surely that's what you were doing. It was all planned, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. But, you know, it's, um, but, but that's the kind of it's really hard to ex- you know explain kind of legacy. But it's 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 really difficult. But um, yeah, but I think people are, are, are very emotional in ways they didn't expect. Mm. You know, it's 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 a really strange moment in our sort of history. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Finally, horse racing in the UK resumes today with the final British classic of the season at Doncaster with the St. Ledger Stakes. Shortly, we'll hear from TV presenter Ed Chamberlain. But here's leading flat jockey Martin Dwyer recalling his experiences of meeting the Queen. I remember she came to the yard to visit and see her horses and and I was riding one of her horses that morning and I must have polished my boots for about an hour. 
And um, the horse I was riding was an absolute nutter, and he drove me mad. I used to ride him every day, and he was so wayward, and I was dreading it. So we all had to gallop past the Queen in our order. And uh, when I, I'm galloping my horse, I'm thinking, just this morning, please behave yourself. <laughs> anyway, I got beside the Queen, and the horse did a U-turn and threw a cornfield. Ooh. I was absolutely mortified. And then, um, so... A little bit after that, I'm, I'm off the horse and the horse is eating grass and I'm holding it. And the Queen wandered over and started talking to me. And um, she and she spoke to me, I remember. She said, um, oh, it takes great patience to um, deal with a horse who has a nature like this. And she said, but you're doing a great job. Well done and, and carry on. And I, was, I couldn't believe it. Listen, she put the royal into Royal Ascot. What she's done for this sport, I think we'll only start to appreciate it in the next few years. And she's going to be sorely missed because what she's done for racing is very hard to put into words her colors are probably the most famous in sport no offense to man united and real madrid shirts but her colors resonate around the world as well and royal ascot as you say is probably what she's best known for but she did so much more than that and you only have to look at the tribute scott from all around the world in the last couple of days to see the impact she's had ian balding was her trainer he trained over 100 horses he won all kinds of races and uh, there was one time the horse was running really poorly and he couldn't get his head round it and everybody was fed up and the Queen visited and, and she spoke to him and she said, have you thought of changing the filters because the stables were enclosed and the filth on the roof, there was like an airflow system. And she said, it's very dusty in the stables and and um, Ian Balding looked into this and um, all the filters were clogged up and, and he, he couldn't believe it. I mean, you know, so... She really was very knowledgeable. <laughs> the most poignant moment of the lot was in COVID year. There was a crowd of probably just under 10,000 people, which is very small by Ascot terms, because normally you'd have 70,000 people there. And she hadn't been to Ascot all week. And she came on the Saturday. But when she arrived and she got out of her car and her smile, honestly, no exaggeration, lit up the place. And I've never heard a roar like it. So that's it for another TalkSport Daily podcast. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcasts, and make sure you subscribe for more content like this. There will be another one of these TalkSport Daily podcasts out first thing in the morning, so do what you can to get it. But for now, you've been listening to the TalkSport Daily. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.